ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. How do you protect a tea plantation from a tropical cyclone? Hello, I'm Callie Buchanan. In the Daintree rainforest, farmers battening down the hatches ahead of tropical cyclone Jasper are doing what they can to protect their crops. And that includes Greg Nicholas, who runs Daintree Tea, and he explains his preparations to Bridget Herman. Uh, the tea, the tea does all right. It's no, you know, it's wet season every year is the same. Um, at the moment, there's a heap of vehicles in there. Well, it's a safe place to keep vehicles in between the, in the on the headlands because there's no trees or no nothing else out there that can hit them. Um, so at the moment, there's a couple of vehicles down there and a few boats in there. How do you keep them in place? Uh, the boats are actually chained to the tea bushes. Chained? The chained to, yeah, the <laughs> trailers are chained to the tea bushes to stop them moving around in the headlands. Is this your normal cyclone practice? It has been for me for years. Has it worked? It has been for years for me. It's just, yeah, it keeps them safe from anything hitting them. They can't move because I don't, I don't have enough shed space to keep them all in. Mm. So the tea plants themselves must be pretty hardy then? Yeah, they're, they're very hardy. Like, I mean, they're, they're 50 years old now. They are planted in 1978. You know, they're, they're actually a small tree. Have have they ever been hit by a cyclone before? Yeah, we've been through cyclones, but before, but because they're so low, like heads down at sort of waist height, they don't cop any damage. You also produce honey, as I understand. So you've got bees. How are they faring? Uh, bees are looking good. Um, they're all strapped down to their stands. They should be safe. Um, biggest fear is you get a bad cyclone. Is there'd be no flowers left, and then have to come up with a strategy on how to keep them alive. So you're not so worried about the bees during the cyclone. You're actually concerned about the the after effects. That, that's as concerned as a beekeeper, I believe, is the after effects is that you know is there won't be too many flowers left on trees. Do you have a plan for how to you know solve that? Oh, the plan on that is. Probably, um, depending on how bad it is, they'll have to be fed or or moved to somewhere where there's where there's flowers. Do you know uh, what you what you're going to do at this point? Which option you'll take? I don't know. I just have to wait and see how bad it is. Um, yeah, and go from there. Assess it afterwards. They're, they're trying to forecast the best they can, but I mean, you just got to wait it out. You know, see see how it all unfolds at the end of the day. Now, it's not just plants or bees that need protecting from a cyclone. There are fish that also need to be prepared. Barramundi farmer Gail Teeley has been preparing her hundreds of thousands of fingerlings, baby fish that without power would die within 10 minutes. She tells Lucy Cooper she's preparing for a potential direct hit to her farm at Gelatin, west of Port Douglas. Well, as you can imagine, on any farm, there is um, 
missiles everywhere. So a lot of it's been um, putting bins away that could possibly blow away, making sure everything's, um, you know, tied down. You know, we've got containers that transport fish. We've got vehicles. We put vehicles next to the generator shed to stop because uh, we have had trees fall on the generator shed in previous times. And as with the Barramundi farm, electricity is our biggest thing. If we lose electricity, we could lose our whole stock um, in the fingerling shed within 10 minutes, in the other ponds within, a, you know, four or five hours. So we, we safeguard, we have automatic cut-ins, we have, um, you know, we obviously fill up our generators with fuel, make sure we've got a lot of stock on hand. Wow. So tell me a little bit about the farm. So you've got Barramundi ponds, but also fingerlings as well. Yeah, so we're a, we're a fairly small farm, but we've got um, ponds that have got running with paddle wheels on because they needed the aeration. And we have a fingerling shed where we grow. It's like a nursery where we grow fingerlings from 25 mil to 100 mil, and then we put in our ponds and we sell on to other farms. So, and they're very intensively grown as well. So, and so I suppose that nervous point of contention is definitely the fingerlings and their survival. So, how many have you got in the ponds there? Well, in the ponds at any time, we could have, um, you know, seventy or 80,000 fingerlings. Um, but in the shed, in, in the tanks in the shed, over 100,000 we could have at any time. I mean, that would be an incredible financial loss, wouldn't it? Absolutely, yeah. It is our biggest concern. Um, we quite often say, give us the rain, don't give us the wind, because, you know, this this area of the country can handle rain, but it's the wind and the, and the you know, trees falling over, th- you know, on the generator sheds and... And falling, you know, electricity, if the electricity lines get, you know, pushed down up the road somewhere, you know, that affects us and we've got to make sure our generators and we've got spare batteries and jumper leads and all sorts of things. So very nervous time and we'll be very relieved when it's over. So, Gail, if the power goes out initially for those, in the, for the ponds, what does those backups look like for you guys? So we have... We have four backup generators on this farm and they have automatic cut-ins and then we have a, a backup generator for the generator, if you know what I mean. So if for some reason that generator doesn't start, we have another generator that would back that up. And then we also, on the because the fingerling shed is so crucial, we have an, our own generator on the fingerling shed itself because, you know, everything else could go down for a few hours and we would, you know, we could get it fixed and the, the stock would survive. But that fingerling shed, if it goes down for more than 20 minutes, we're... We lose everything. Have you been through other cyclones prior, you know, on this property? Yes, we have, but never a direct hit. Like, since we've been here, we haven't, like, it's looking like it's coming through Port Douglas, which we're only, you know, 15, 20 kilometres from Port Douglas as the crow flies. So we've never had a direct hit. It is only Category 2, so we're not as worried as we were with Larry and Yasi when it was such a huge system. What preparation have you got left to do now? Yeah, so we've spent the last two days, three days, you know, putting things away, roping everything down, and now it's just a matter of battening down the hastures, making sure we've got everything prepared and um, just make sure we're all safe until, you know, depending where the eye goes and, and whether we get the wind or we get the rain. So it's just a matter of just, you know, be prepared but sit and wait and um, I keep saying to people, we'll see you on the other side. <laughs> Have you ever experienced a cyclone during the day? No, we were talking about that today with my staff where they're always in the middle of the night, you know, and you always can't see what's going on. So it's, it will be interesting. Larry was so, I think it was Larry was so intense. There was a lot of it during the day as well. Um, so, yeah, we have a little bit. We Previously, we had a hydroponic lettuce farm and, and you know, all the lettuces got blown out of all the benches. And um, after the cyclone, we ran around and put all the lettuces back in the hydroponic benches, you know. So we have experienced a few of these and a Category 2 
um, is still a worry, but obviously not as, as if it was more severe. Well, look, you might be able to deal with flying lettuces, but hopefully you won't have to deal with any flying fishes um, this time round. Absolutely. Let's hope so. For banana growers in the Innisfail region that were hit badly by both cyclones Larry and Yasi, it's all feeling a little too familiar. Grower Frank Sharka says the rain and wind is setting in. There's a few gusts here and there and we look at them very carefully wondering, you know, is it going to get stronger or is, is that what it's going to come to? So, yeah, it's a, it's a worrying time. Well, preparations, you can only do so much you know, put things away that, that uh, fly out or fly away in the wind. And as far as crop is concerned, um, it's basically at the whim of God's, so I suppose. Um, you can't do much there. Innisfail isn't looking like it's directly in the line of sight for Cyclone Jasper, but it'll still feel the effects. And previously it has been, you know, pretty hard hit by some very uh, intense cyclones. How's the feeling down there between uh, between farmers? Well, yeah, it's a very um, it's it's a worrying time for farmers because um, you know Cyclone Larry and Cyclone um, Yasi um, are very much entrenched in their minds. You know the devastation that was caused by them and um, the severity of it. Yeah, and it, it was very very hard coming back from those from those times and. Yeah, it's sort of every time you mention cyclones now, it um, yeah, it's it, it brings back those memories, and um, you 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 wonder why you're a farmer. You said it was hard to come back from from Yazi. Um, was that you know emotionally and mentally or financially? I think it was all of them. I think emotionally, um, financially as well, because um, you know didn't necessarily mean when you were back in production that um, you were you were making enough money to pay your your, your, your you know what you've borrowed so because it just depends on the prices and normally coming back uh, everybody's coming back so um, prices are, are generally low yeah it's, it's about planning your crop I suppose so you just don't come back in 12 months you you, you have to stagger your crops and uh, your paddocks and um, Yes, it's it's not an easy feat, and um, it takes time, and um, takes years before you can sort of think about getting back on your feet again. So that, those previous cyclones have left scars that you you feel when there's new cyclones coming. Absolutely, absolutely, it does because when you hear cyclone now, I think all farmers, um, yeah, feel it because they they understand what cyclones can do. Um, yeah. How do you deal with that? I think it's just time. Um, you don't forget, but you um, you got to get yourself mentally in a in a place where you can, you know, not think about those sorts of things and, and think of the positive things all the time. Otherwise, yeah, it will just drag you down. Absolutely. Speaking of a more positive thing, you've started sending some of your ecoganic bananas to Japan in recent months, which has been a bit of an exciting move. Uh, will this cyclone cause any disruptions to that? No, no, because we have farmers um, very diverse on the coast. So we've made ensured that we've had 
farmers in different areas um, so that, you know, um, to mitigate the, the cyclone problems. So, um, no, we'll, we'll be fine. Do you expect your your trees will have any damage now or even later down the line, um, you know, from the winds of this cyclone? If the winds get stronger, I think, um, they, you know, uh, later on in the day, I, I, there could be some potential damage, yes. But as it is, look, we don't gump, we, we, we don't get out of this unscathed because, you know, with, the, with those gusts of wind, there'll be an odd tree that, that will go over and bunches that will that you will lose. And um, But also the quality of the product from, you know, the bags rubbing on the, on the fruit uh, marks the fruit as well. So there, there, is, there, yeah, there is going to be issues. Farming is very... Um, uh, you have to be a special person to be a farmer, I think. You can't give in. You just got to. You got to be there. You got to love the job that you do. Otherwise, you you question why are you a farmer? Do you love the job that you do? Yes, I'm stuck with it. I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yes.